Um, did you see I got into a a little a a uh, internet speed contest with uh, Casey Liss and Zach on from nine to five and other people? Then of course Bradley Chambers has to jump in at some point and say that he has twenty two gigabytes down. Yeah, I saw you waving around you. I know. I I felt responsible for that whole thread. It was kind of my fault, but uh, but Casey's out there. You know, he's out there bragging about it. So I was like, oh well, look, Casey. You know, you're not the only one. Although his was, he was bragging about his upload speeds, which those are fiber does have good upload speeds. The one thing I can't get with cable is I can't get the upload speeds like that. My upload is only like thirty megabytes or something. I mean, forty. Yeah, I only get twenty, I think, or thirty, and I I pay for basically the best internet I can get. Yeah, um, and all I can get is thirty up. You know what? They've been uh, they've been digging holes in my backyard. Oh, this is a good this is a good story that the listeners will appreciate. You know, it's like you I've been watching around my town as they get ready. They've been putting in fiber optic cable, and I I kind of stalk these people because I'm probably like the only person in my town town that sees these vans and these workmen running around town and gets really excited about it because i like oh look at that they're putting conduit in the in the parkway and i know what that's for they're going to thread the fiber optic cable through that i know exactly what this and you know googling the name of the companies on the side of the trucks to see what you know what kind of work they do and realizing that you like that it's fiber like running up to running up to the front window to see the van go past. Right, right. So this has been going on for I don't know, maybe about a year in various parts of town, kind of relatively close to where I live, but not immediately in the immediate area. And then one day we get one of these flyers on the door that's like, "Hey, you know, you're going to see some strange men in your backyard. We're going to start putting in fiber optic cable uh, behind the house because there's like between us and the next block, there's like a strip of land between the the lots that is public right of way so they can put you know they put electricity in there and telephone and fiber and whatever else and it's all they can dig holes and stuff back there it's back behind my garage basically and so i was like all right awesome this is great i can't wait and so you know it's the usual thing it's at&t and and they have to have the guys come out and first have to mark all the existing cables and things like the gas lines and the electrical lines and everything so they don't they don't hit those when they come out and actually put in the fiber so there's a guy out there and he's figuring out where that is and he's spray painting the ground and this is like in december i'm thinking what are you guys doing i mean (laughs) this is like the worst possible time of year to do this but (laughs) you know for the for a while we had pretty mild a pretty mild winter going until you know polar vortex and all that stuff but so they marked all the they marked the ground and one day these guys come out and they start digging a hole and I was like oh of course they start digging a hole on a day I got to record and I just know you know that if someone is digging a hole near other wires that at some point something bad is going to happen oh yeah always yes and so you know I'm downstairs working away and everything seems fine and all of a sudden I hear the doorbell ring and I go and there's this guy he's just like covered covered in mud because you know, they're, <laughs> they're doing this in December. He's dug like a six foot deep hole in my backyard, way in the back of the yard. And he's been standing down in this hole and he's all muddy. And, and he's, he said, do you have power? And I said, yeah. He said, would you mind walking around your house and looking around? Because we just kind of sort of nicked the power line in the back. And we want to make sure that, you know, sometimes only part of the house goes out. So like oh oh so, wow so I walk all around the house turning on because I'm home by myself so there's 
Most of the lights are off, so I walk around the house. I turn things on, and everything was fine, which was cool. And he's like, "All right, great," you know. But he he didn't he didn't give me a lot of confidence in these guys because this is like the first day they showed up, <laughs> right? And so they're in there, and and mostly mostly it's kind of entertaining because every now and then I would take a break from work and I'd go upstairs, I'd look out the back window, and there's just be these guys standing there, mostly just looking down into the hole, you know, wondering about the hole, and and you knew what was coming, <laughs> what was coming next, and it was it was they had to call the electrical company because you know the electric company had to come out and make sure that something terrible and awful wasn't going to happen because they had clipped this line. So these guys, the electric company, finally shows up like eight o'clock at night. They were in this hole with flashlights until like eleven o'clock at night after wow. I'd gone to bed. You know, you could hear voices in the backyard and see flashlights, and they were digging around back there. And since then, they never have come back because not long after that, it got incredibly cold here, and it snowed a bunch. And so now they can't see where the you know the markings for where the lines were for where you know thing other lines run. And so I I just have this terrible feeling that they're going to come back and they're going to do something and interrupt. You know, they'll either clip my my cable line that provides internet or they'll clip the the power line or or something something bad is going to happen but if all works out as planned eventually i'll have the option of at&t fiber which is probably a year away but it'd be pretty nice i mean i'm on gigabyte gigabit gigabyte i always forget which one it is I just, you know, one of them you would think i mean i do work on the internet but i don't know um, what would I know? I've only got a computing degree. No idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's one of those things. It's the fast one, right? The one that goes at a thousand and has a G. Yeah, next the, to the it. whizzy one. The really, really, really fast. Yeah, exactly. So I already I have that through cable, but the upload speeds aren't nearly what the download speeds are, which isn't really a problem for the most part. Uh, and I'm locked into a long term contract with Comcast. So that was the only way to do it. That made it economical because it's it can be they'll, they'll you know they'll charge you a lot which is also why I like AT and T doing this because even if I don't use it at least now Comcast has some competition for fast internet and hopefully the prices won't won't uh, skyrocket after my two year contract is up. Yeah, I get the competition's kind of pretty bad across America, right? Like this is why yeah. I was here that like you know people mostly just don't have a choice in what they can have. No, you really don't most of the time it's like oh well sure you have choice you have you know satellite internet it's like yeah right that's like super slow or dsl or you know for the most part yeah it's it's not great um we're fortunate because i live near chicago and that helps a lot i think uh and and a lot of this fiber it's interesting because outside you know chicago was a railway center in the united states and there are uh, railroad tracks that radiate out from Chicago in all directions. And one of the things they did in the 90s when there was a huge telecom boom in the U.S. is they laid fiber optic cable along the train tracks. Because those... Oh, that's smart. Yeah, those are already public right-of-ways, right? You didn't have to, like, buy anybody's land or ask permission or anything. You know, just had to get, like, the railroad's permission. So they put in fiber, and that just radiates out in all directions from central Chicago into the suburbs, uh, which means... There's been there's been fiber, probably dormant, within a mile of my house for, I don't know, two decades at this point, uh, but but now they're actually you know doing that last mile thing and actually hooking up the fiber right to the uh, running it right behind my house finally. Yeah, no, that sounds uh, 
I mean, you sound pretty excited. I mean, you've already got better internet than I've got. Nothing. But sure, you know, you, you you want faster, you want better. <laughs> Nothing makes me more excited than fast internet, Rob. Uh, that's probably a little bit of an exaggeration, but you know, it, you know, when you live, when when your whole day is on the internet, you know, having having good internet is kind of a thing. Oh yeah, totally. All right, Rob, you have to remind me. Did was it on Ruminate that I was complaining about hotel prices in San Jose? I, th- I think so. I think so. I right? think it was. I can't remember if we actually did that on the show or if it was just pre-recording, but that's definitely a thing that we've discussed. All right. All right. Well, we. I want. I want to. I want to say a very special hello to to Debbie because Debbie is my sister-in-law, and she apparently listens to Ruminate and heard me complaining about San Jose hotel prices, and and uh, she she is putting me up for a trip I have coming up to San Francisco in uh, about a month and a half. So uh, that that's nice. I won't have to buy a, you know, have a hotel for that trip, uh, which I really appreciate. But I, I was surprised she listens to Ruminate. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure I only complained about it here. You know, who knows? I think it was like last time when we talked, like three weeks ago. I, don't, I think this is the first time I've sort of considered there's actually people listening, and maybe they're people that we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. In in one weekend, uh, not only did I find out that, uh, that that Debbie's listened to the show, but I found out that one of my cousins reads my articles on Mac Stories. I was like, oh, because I usually feel like I have to explain what Mac Stories is to, like, you know, regular people. Sure. You know, I, I write on the internet. They're like, you know, I think people wonder, like, do you, you like, do lots of Facebook posts? Like, no. <laughs> like like articles <laughs> on a website. It's like its own domain. It's not part of Facebook. Um, but, yeah, and uh, so I, I got that all in one weekend, which was kind of funny. Nice. So you've sorted out your hotel situation, which is good. It is good. I So, yes, this is – and this is news. I don't think I've told you. I'm going to GDC. The GDC is the the game, the game one, de- yeah, the game developer conference. Okay, yeah, end of March. I'm going on a press pass to cover it for Mac Stories. I'm pretty excited about it because I'm oh, very cool. I've always wanted to go out to this because uh, it's you know it's the biggest game. It's the biggest co- conference. It's not like E3. E3 is more of a it's more of a platform and consumer type show, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, whereas this is really for the developers. I mean, it's a lot of it's it's like WWC, but but for but for game developers. And there's a lot of stuff there that will be iOS and Mac uh, focused. But I'm certainly not going to do just that because you know gaming on the Mac. We know what the gaming on the Mac and iOS is like. It's not not always the best. But no. <laughs> but but you know, I'm going out. Gonna gonna have access to all the. All, the the whole conference and see some uh, see some sites and I don't know it's just something something different I've wanted to go for a few years now and I contacted them got a press pass didn't really expect it to be honest uh, and so now I'm literally going out to that almost right on right before I head out to Ireland for vacation so I'm not going to be around a lot <laughs> at the end of at the end of March but so uh, when you asked them for a pass and you said oh yeah i write for a site called mac stories and they went so you can't game on a mac and just (laughs) (laughs) no i i I did half expect it like oh really (laughs) 
I, I wonder if I'm like the token Mac person coming to GDC. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's like one guy. It's like me and somebody from Touch Arcade. Um, right, yeah. But yeah, there's uh, – no, I didn't have to do that. I did have to, you know, I had to give them my, my credentials and, and, you know, I had to basically pitch them on it. <laughs> Which was kind of well, funny. which was kind of funny. They, they, that makes sense. I mean, I guess they probably get a lot of people who are trying to get press passes just to get in there. Yeah, because it's, um, it's you know even if they're not reporting for someone. Yeah, because it's it is like if you you know it's a conference that costs like twenty five hundred dollars or something. So I can see people wanting to try to find a way to get into it for free. You know. Um, yeah, of course. But yeah, it's uh, it's big too. It's like tens of thousands of people. So it should be pretty interesting i don't know that i know a decent number of people in the gaming industry but not a ton so it'll be kind of like going to my first wwc all over again i think yeah it's, it sounds pretty cool i mean it's you know I, I watch the coverage and, and stuff like that every year when you know because see companies do announcements and there's demos and all sorts of sort of crazy stuff yeah um, even, so yeah it should be good i'll be interested to see see how it is for you yeah even though it's you know even though it's more developer focused it'll still i think ha- there's usually some fairly big news still coming out of out of gdc whether it's kind of bigger industry news or specific games or demos like you said because there's there's a whole bunch of stuff going on related not, not just you know uh talks about how to I don't know, implement the latest shaders or whatever, but there's also there's also um, expos related to games and showing off games and that sort of thing. So I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll we'll actually have coverage this year, which will be kind of fun. I mean, I, I, I think I'll probably at a minimum do a almost like a diary of visiting GDC type of series of articles while I'm there. Yeah, no, I look forward to it. Um, and that kind of leads on nicely to the other thing which somehow we've managed to do again um yes but in just under two hours so probably about an hour when people are listening to this or at least when it comes out if you listen immediately then you know it's in about an hour but nintendo are doing another direct and it's in a couple of hours which we've done this must be the first or i think it's like second or third time we've done this yeah i don't know how it is they must they must right before a direct yeah they must just do them on wednesdays and i hadn't realized it until i saw this announced yesterday and i thought oh did this happen to us just like i don't know like three or four months ago and i'm pretty sure it did uh it's 4 p.m my time so i guess 10 o'clock uh your time on the 13th of february and I know there's a Fire Emblem announcement that they've already confirmed they're going to do. I did see on Twitter that the Animal Crossing website went down for 20 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, <laughs> oh, man, people want Animal Crossing so bad. They do. Somehow the site was down for 20 minutes. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I enjoy it because... The people do the same crazy stuff that we do on the with the Apple stuff. It's like you know someone has a like a pingdom tracker on the Animal Crossing website, and they get an alert the moment it goes down, and they take a screenshot of it and they post it in in you know the subreddit, and it's you know that's we we do the same stuff. <laughs> just, oh yeah, it's exactly the same thing. It's just a different industry, right? You know, different stuff that's being announced, but different. Group- it's all exactly the same stuff, right? Different group of crazy people, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's supposed to be 35 minutes, starting at 4 p.m. my time. Be a nice break in my day. Uh, watch that, and I wish we had something to talk about. 
in terms of what was announced, but I, nothing's really leaked. So I guess we'll next time we. No, I mean I think they've said, you know, as you say, there's the Fire Emblem. They said they're going to talk about more. I don't really care um, about that game. I don't even know what it is. It's not for me. Yeah. I don't think it's one of those RP- <laughs> Japanese RPG type games. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's not for me. Um, but you know, people seem to be excited about it. Um, I guess they're going to probably show us a bit more of the new Yoshi game. Because uh, oh, I think that yeah. comes out in a couple of months. Yeah, I think in that like mid mid or late April, something like that. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think it's and April nineteenth, then... if I remember right off the top of my head. But I'm looking forward to that game. Yeah, me too. It it, it kind of looks nice, like nice sort of relaxing, not too stressful to play it. Um, yeah. And then I think Nintendo said a couple of weeks ago that there's there's a, they've got a few more games that people are going to be really excited about that they haven't announced for 2019 yet so you know potentially they might at least mention one of those tonight i mean maybe they won't well it's nintendo they do whatever they want yeah one thing i saw actually on the nintendo soup website through apple news which is you remember that game unravel that was on ps4 i do there's an unravel 2 coming and it's going to be on the switch uh, Unravel 2 is out, but I don't think it's on the Switch yet. Oh, all right. I think that's the actual story, because I'm pretty sure I've seen that on the PlayStation Store. Oh, interesting. Um, it shows how little I play PlayStation now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, I'm pretty sure number two is out, because I played the first one and really liked it. Yeah, I did too. Um, I didn't I, realize the second one was out, and, and I, it feels like a game that would be good to me on, on, the, on the Switch. Yeah, I think, I guess presumably the problem with that is like they're quite a small studio i think yeah because although they're funded by ea i think they're a very small studio um so i guess their focus is probably ps4 and xbox one and stuff like that um but yeah i mean if that's coming to switch i might just wait and get it on switch yeah it was (laughs) it was listed on amazon italy for 30 euros okay yeah, at that's... some point last yesterday or today, it it showed up on the Italian Amazon site, and I don't know if it's still up there, but yeah, it was up there for pre order. Nice. Now, I guess the other thing I'm pretty looking forward to on the Switch is Crash Team Racing, uh, which was delayed. Oh, right, right. And then I, I mean, it's not the kind of thing they're probably going to talk about the direct, um, but it just sort of reminded me. But it was sort of it seemingly was delayed for the switch for a couple of weeks and all the pre-orders were cancelled and removed from amazon and stuff it now seems to be back on track isn't um, there supposed which i'm kind of glad about isn't there supposed to be a mario kart touring game that nobody knows any details about coming at some point too yeah that's got delayed it was supposed to be spring i think it's now full um so probably not going to see that then uh yeah maybe although I think they announced it was literally like a week ago or something. They said they delayed it, so right. I didn't I'm guessing re- maybe it's not ready to be shown. Yeah, I didn't realize it had been delayed that much. I thought maybe it was just a short delay. I wasn't really paying a lot of attention last week. But, um, oh, all right. Well, you know, we got that going for us. Um, yeah, and I guess if you're listening after 10 o'clock on the 13th of February, you already know whether we're right or wrong. Yeah, yeah, we don't have any <laughs> other predictions. Uh, so are you gonna are you going to sign up for this Apple TV video service, do you think, the TV service? What do you uh, think? I don't know. It. I feel like, like between Netflix and Amazon Prime, I've like, obviously there's the exclusive shows, which I think is a given. Um, but I can't see... Like between those two services, it kind of gives me enough selection of sort of the the non-exclusive content, right? You know, movies and TV shows, stuff like that. 
So there's going to have to be something on Apple's service that really grabs me to make me want to spend another, you know, whatever it's going to be, £10 a month or something, I guess. Um, because, you know, I'm already paying for, for Prime and Netflix and I, do I need another TV service? I probably don't. Yeah, you, pro- you probably, uh, probably don't. probably live without it. Probably no one does. I, I think that it is going to fill the role of like HBO now, right? So sure, it's not something that you'd be able to replace Netflix, Amazon Prime, or Hulu with because those all have deep catalogs of old shows and old movies as well as their own original content. Whereas, you know, like HBO, you go to HBO now, and yeah, sure, they do have older movies, but they don't have anywhere near the catalog that uh, Netflix has, for instance. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the main reason I think people go there is for the really big hit shows like Game of Thrones or Westworld or Silicon Valley or whatever it happens to be. And, you know, I, I think that that will work, I think, short term, especially if they have some hits. Long term, though, you know, I think a lot of people will jump in and out of HBO depending on what they're binge watching at the time because there's not enough catalog there to keep them. You know, some people, of course, will stay because it's a subscription and people start subscriptions, forget about them, and they just keep paying even if they're not using it. So it'll have that benefit. All subscriptions are like that. But people who are managing that a little more closely, I I suspect at least in the near term until – Apple builds up a, a bigger catalog. I think people will be more prone to ch- they'll be more churn, and people will be coming in and out of the service over time. Yeah, I mean that's you know you mentioned you know the kind of stuff HBO's got, and I think you know Netflix the same with stuff like House of Cards, Orange Is the New Black. You know right. the, those are their sort of two big shows when they first started doing their original content, and you know now they've got stuff like Making a Murderer and all these other sort of original shows that everyone ends up talking about and then you go oh i must watch that because everyone's talking about it. like that kind of thing if apple you know i mean they're they're spending a huge amount of money you know <laughs> giving money to everybody to make make stuff for them um i think if they can get you know one of those shows or a couple of those shows that everybody really really loves yeah i'll definitely sign up to watch it Chances are I will probably just stay say stay subscribed at least for a few months to see if there's other stuff that I want. Um, but I can't see myself signing up until there's something that I specifically want to watch. I'm not just going to sign up just to have a browse through the catalog and right have another service on my TV because I really don't need that. Yeah, I I mean I feel like we have more than enough content already between Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime. Uh, and we also right now are subscribing to HBO now, and I could very well see dumping HBO, uh, HBO and, and picking up the Apple thing. Uh, it would be I'd be less likely, I think, to drop either Netflix or Hulu, which are where Netflix especially has really become like it's become the default destination for video. I think in our household. Oh yeah, and I mean the same same for us as well. You know, if we're if I'm like, oh, maybe I fancy watching a documentary, right? You know, I'm not searching the iTunes store, and I'm certainly not using the Prime Video app unless I absolutely have to. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's not great. You know, 
whatever it is, some, you know, a documentary or a movie, a TV show, whatever, I'll always go to Netflix first because their catalogue is the best and, or, you know, they have the best original stuff, but also, like, their back catalogue in the US, I think it's a little bit different, but their back catalogue, at least in the UK, is significantly better, both in size and quality, compared to something like Prime or... You know, presumably this Apple TV service, because they're going to have to do the you know the same thing Netflix and, and Amazon do, where you know these deals are all country specific. So Apple's TV service might be amazing for you, but for us in the UK, it might be not that great. Yeah, that'll be very interesting to see. I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to shake out. I I have to think that they are going to go with most of their shows in most countries all at once, just because. I don't know. I feel like they, you know, they're already years behind these other services. If they want to really make a splash, they need to have a wider audience than just, you know, rolling out in the U.S. and and a couple other countries. So yeah, uh, it's supposed to go pretty broad, I think. But we'll see. I mean, you're right. It, it's not necessarily always the same content from country to country either. Um, did you see that that there's a rumor that Apple's working on a game service, a game subscription? I did. I heard this somewhere. Does this like, make I think any being... sense at all to you? I find it really bizarre. I, I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know how sort of how much truth there is behind this rumor, but it sounds really, really weird. Yeah, because you know, I mean, m- most of the big games on the App Store now are free anyway. Right. Um. You know. You know. Any of the. And when I say big, I mean the ones that are in the top grossing charts. You know. The and those are the ones that everyone's playing for the most part. Um, so they're all free, so they wouldn't need to be part of the subscription service. Um, so would something like, say, Monument Valley, for example, which is a paid game, um, or Monument Valley 2, like, are they going to want to be in a subscription service? Like, are they going to make more money that way, or are they still just going to want to do what they do now, which is charge, you know, whatever, they charge four ninety nine or something as a one-off, but, you know, they get that big spike at the beginning, or are they going to want to sort of do this slow burn where potentially they might make more money, but in reality they won't? Like, I'm not I'm not convinced this is really a thing. Like, maybe somebody at Apple is discussing it. I wonder I whether see it's them a, launching a, I, this. I wonder whether it's an experiment to see if this would work for regular apps. Um, but I, I have the same kind of questions you do. I mean, obviously the free to play stuff doesn't really work with this model, but maybe it's a way to promote the paid up front games and and find a way to make the cost of paid up front games more palatable to subscribers. But I suppose what it ends up I mean, do you if you're Monument Valley, do you get to sell your thing for five dollars too if someone doesn't want to have a subscription? You know, that's that's one question. I suppose yes. Uh, it feels like this is maybe like a Spotify model where you charge everybody $10 and then you split up the proceeds, the pot of money based on how often everybody plays your game, uh, which, you know, that's created a lot of weird incentives in the music industry because if you have shorter songs, you get more, you can, by definition, get more plays and you get more plays than you get more money. And what does that do to games? Does that, uh, push people to make games more addictive so people are in them for longer does it you know I, i'm not really sure how all this plays out and it, it just 
Apple's just never been good at games, and I just can't see. This seems like a really hard <laughs> problem problem to solve in a store that's already full of problems with games. I mean, I don't know how, you know, I, I, I see people online doing things like, oh, there's a rumored gaming service, and oh, Fortnite now has MiFi controller support. Apple's serious about games finally. It's like... Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. I'm not sure that those things are really indications of anything. You know, it's like a, some harebrained, uh, harebrained rumor. Plus, yeah, Fortnite is better with a controller because the game was made for a controller. Um, yeah, I'm not. I, I mean, and let's not even talk about controllers. Like we were, we were chatting on Twitter about the fact that I found my Nimbus Steel Series, <laughs> Apple TV, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I've got one too. Um, it's always always out of batteries, and I always have to hunt for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I haven't used it since I think since we started this show. Like we started this, and it must have been the first couple of episodes when we both bought one. Oh, um, yeah, that's a long time ago, Rob. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> And I found it the other day, and I sort of picked it up and thought it was an Xbox controller. It looks a lot like no. an Xbox controller. <laughs> I was just like, what do I even do with this? I, so picked, I just put it back yeah, in the drawer. I picked up an Xbox controller the other day and thought, oh, this is my Steel, Steel Series. Like, no, no, that's an Xbox controller. Uh, but yeah, I, I did dig it out the other day because I, I wanted to try Fortnite with the controller. And it works really well, and they, they, they've actually implemented it in kind of a nice way because it gives you a little on-screen hints for what the buttons do. Oh, okay. Which is nice uh, when you're just getting started. I, uh, but I also realize that I just have no idea what I'm doing when I play Fortnite. I mean, I just... Oh, no. I, I tried to play it on the Switch when it came out. And <laughs> I was just like... This. I mean, I think we even spoke about it. But like, I was just like, this is so confusing. Like, this is not for me. No. <laughs> yeah, it's super confusing. For, oh, well. for old people like us. <laughs> exactly yeah it's, it's not for the olds no <laughs> it's for the kids cool All well, right. um right well wow we actually we don't normally do this and but listeners wouldn't know this but we don't normally hit everything in our show notes um because we normally you know skip around but we actually did everything this week yeah <laughs> well done so, i don't know what kind of achievement that is but we did it <laughs> we did so cool well um Again, I don't even know what episode this is, and I never know, and I should really check before we record. It's number 80. Oh, how about wow. that? That's a big number. There we go. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's, I like it. <laughs> We're on our way to 100. We're doing well. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, so show notes, roomnamepodcast.com slash 80. And yeah, I guess we'll record in a couple of weeks. All right. Maybe we'll good. see what happened in the Nintendo Direct. All right. Very good. Talk to you soon. <laughs>